All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator Season 2, Episode 21. Jake Smith, Sam Kell. Uh, for everybody that has been wondering, that has been putting his face on uh, milk cartons across America, <laughs> Drake Downs has been located. He has been found. Um, it's not like, you know, OJ's second bloody glove that they couldn't find or He's you know, Nicole Brown Simpson's uh, actual killer. Um, you know, no, nothing like that. Casey Anthony's dead baby or anything like that, the killer for that. Um, but Drake has been located. Um, he will not be joining us on a regular basis. Uh, Sam, I talked to him yesterday, I think, and pretty much he's just going to be kind of coming and going just whenever his work schedule, because he usually gets off later than us anyways. Kind of um, like Rico from Barstool? Yeah, yeah. Rico Bosco schedule, just coming, <laughs> coming and going as you please, throwing high noon cans at people. Yeah, the whole nine. But uh, Sam, opening take, what do you got? You got two. I got them. two. I got two. Uh, first is kind of Drake-related, Rams-related. Rams are going nowhere, obviously. I know they got hit with injuries this year, but Matt Stafford coming back next year, I think Drake said, how much are you getting out of Stafford? They had their magical run. I'm not sure how much you're getting out of Stafford. At this point, if you're the Rams, why not blow it up? Just blow it up, get younger, get a QB maybe on a rookie contract, or I guess you could roll the dice with Baker. Right, I I would counter that with, with Baker. His skill set, right? His it's better ability, than a rookie quarterback than you're probably getting. Well, well, not just and that, cheaper and cheaper like, too for that system. You got to be relatively mobile, and yeah. Baker Baker's good outside of the pocket. In the right. pocket, he's absolutely terrible, but outside the pocket, those rollouts, things like that, he's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on how young you want to get, to be honest. Well, honestly, I would say if you don't want to take a quarterback, if you don't. If, because they can definitely turn some of their pieces, they can turn some of their pieces into a first round pick. You can you could probably flip Jalen Ramsey still for a first. You can get if you wanted to get rid of Donald. If you wanted to get rid of Donald, you could probably get some picks from him. I mean, if Donald wants one more shot for a contender, I mean. Right, you'd, like, have, you'd have a, to a team trade. like the Chargers. Yeah, a team like the Chargers yeah. would absolutely should give up a first round, first rounder for that. So I think if you can get blow it up, and I, I think if they blow it up, I don't think they're just going to be terrible. I and think Baker, Baker's going to be cheap. Like, he's they going to be it, cheap. You know, yeah, if, they, if they blow it up and get some get younger and get some pick, draft picks, I don't think they're any worse than their record is right now. So that's that's my first take. I think the Rams should probably blow it up try to get younger right they, I, I would say get, I'm looking at their roster right now I would keep I would keep Van Jefferson for sure um yeah. but you can get rid of guys like Floyd right guys like Floyd or and Floyd then, Donald Ramsey Stafford and you, and you forget about Wagner's old like I said he can go somewhere else right uh right you can you can flip Ramsey like Ramsey has kind of been burnt toast a little bit this year. He's, yeah, he's had somebody, some good somebody would give a first round draft pick for him. Oh yeah, or more. Yeah, or more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that I think you blow it up and let McVay kind of build this team with young players. Uh, McVay may want to be out. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with him? Uh, but that's. I think that's the that's because they're not going anywhere next year with Stafford in a healthy team. I don't think unless they make a ton of 
They'd have to change a lot. And Stafford's lot. arm automatically gets better. Uh, then my second one is – actually, you know, I'll, I'll save it for this, this segment later. Later, and That was going to be my part of my – but we'll, we'll save it for the later segment. All right. Um, I'll go – so this isn't really like a an opening take, but it's – it's how I feel that a lot of normal NFL fans have felt for the past, you know, 20 years ever since that we've been, you know, watching football. But yeah. Sam, Monday, Monday morning, I think I, I'm almost 99% positive. Monday was the very first time that I've ever looked at our draft position. <laughs> really? Yes. I, and, and I realized that whenever I was doing it, I was like, man, I think this is the very first time as a Patriots fan that I've ever looked at our draft position before the season ended. And right now we have, we're at 16. We are literally the dead middle in the NFL. Um, we'll talk about it later, but we have only a 14.4% chance of making the playoffs. But, yeah, it's, it's almost like your thing with the Chargers, Sam, and it's kind of just like, well – do we want to still try for the playoffs? Because we know what the Patriots are right now. Yeah. And like no, we, we know no, we're not going anywhere. They're going to get blown out the first round. That's just what it is, even if they get into the playoffs. So then it's like, well, we've got bad coaches. Mac hasn't been playing well. Uh, you've got Trent Brown that has been liking posts about moving on from Mac Jones. Uh, it, it's king. just like He's king it, it's, too. So, it's so different than what – we've been used to. So right now I'm just kind of like in limbo where it's like, well, if we've only got a 14% chance of making the playoffs, the AFC stacked anyways, we basically have to win out the rest of the way and get some help from like the chargers losing or, yeah. or something like that. Um, like the Jaguars have a better chance of making the playoffs than we do. So it's, it's just one of those things where I, for the first time ever, I looked at our draft position before the season ended and I feel like 90% of people our age for the past 20 years have felt like with our friends, like the Titans, it's like, well, you know, we'll get a good draft pick next year. Or, you know, somebody like that, like the, the Colts without Peyton, you know, it's like, oh, well, we'll, we'll have a top 10 draft pick, things like that. And right. I've never done that before, so it was really weird. Um, Sam, real scores. We need to come up with a good name for this segment. Like, we can't just call it real scores. Um, I have four games written down. Which games real, you, what, what games you have written down? Now, and I'll Bucks, tell you what, Bengals, Chargers, Titans, Eagles, Bears, Colts, Vikings. Did you feel like the Bengals blew them out or dominated them? Yes. Do you? Okay. Yeah. For the Bucks and Bengals, the score was 34 to 23. Yeah. I have them going Bengals 37, the Bucks 17. Because the Bucks' last touchdown was fake. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, you know, with three minutes left, the game was already over. So that touchdown was fake. So if you take off a touch, they went for two, they didn't get it. So if you take off the touchdown, it's 17, uh, not 23. Yeah. You know, missed extra point or whatever, going for two, made it 23. Um, the three points for the Bengals – they were moving the ball the very first possession, and Joe Burrow just fluky interception. Ball got tipped. They were yep. in the they were almost in the red zone. Like they would have at least gotten three points out of that drive. Right. So 37-17, Bengals won that. So I got thirty-four to six. Holy smokes! <laughs> and why I say that is, it's, it's almost like the Bengals, who have been dominate playing dominant football, 
they just slept walk through the first however long it was, and then they got down 17-0. It's like, okay, let's do go back to doing what we've been doing. And bang, 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 34 unanswered. And it's just like, what the heck? Where did that come from? Uh, so 34-6 just because – I don't know. I feel like if they don't sweep, sleepwalk through that. Now I don't think anybody's holding Tom Brady to just six points, but that's kind of what the game after that seventeen point. That's what that it felt like. Yeah. After the game started, once that seventeenth point was scored. Yes. And yes. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Chargers Titans. Chargers seventeen. Titans fourteen. Sam, I have it as Chargers fourteen. Titans thirteen. One score, what? just barely one, but that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, uh, honestly, I watch. See, I, I watch like every snap. We had like a ton of opportunities, and it felt like we dominated the whole game. And they, I'd say about twenty-one to twenty-one fourteen probably is what I'd say, I, I'd give it. Uh, that's probably what. I mean, we should have put at least put, put up twenty-one, but and also, how, how did Brable not? Why did Brable not go for two at the end? Which it didn't know. matter. It didn't right. matter. But stay also Staley calling those timeouts. We had three timeouts when they were at the goal line. That was that was pretty good. Uh. I was kind of wondering what he was doing, and then I was like, "Well, they're right, probably going to score." Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Um, I had twenty-one fourteen. That's pretty. That's pretty close. Eagles Bears. Uh, surprisingly, I actually watched this game pretty closely, um, mainly because I have Justin Fields in fantasy. Uh, but Eagles won twenty-five to twenty. It was pretty close the entire game. Yeah. But I'm I'm bumping both both teams' scores down. And I just felt like the Eagles actually won 17-10. to 10 Because even though the Bears were in it the entire time, they just, scored a garbage, they scored a garbage touchdown Hurt, too. Yeah, Hurts, or Jalen Hurts, didn't play well in, this, in the first half. But as soon as the, it was almost like the Bengals. As soon as the second half kicked in, it mm-hmm. was like, okay, let's just get back to doing what we're doing, what we do really well. And then after that, it was kind of like cruise control for the Eagles. They had to fight their way back, obviously. Yeah. But you just got – you never got that feeling watching the game that, oh, the Bears have this for sure. It's like, no. No, I felt like the Eagles had it, no yeah, doubt. And, and I'm going 25-13 because I think that last touchdown they scored was probably yes. – that game wasn't as close as that score. Correct. Which they, were, they always were a score away, but the Eagles were probably scoring to make it two possessions and the Bears would score to make it one possession. That's kind of the back and forth. All right, so Colts Vikings last game thirty nine to thirty six. <laughs> Sam, you know what I wrote down for this real score? I think thirty nine thirty six. Thirty nine thirty six. Thirty nine to thirty six. Dude, I text y'all at halftime. I said, "What the what? Like, what the hell is happening?" I was like, "It was thirty three nothing the the Colts." I was like, "Wow." That then, was that that game. I just thought writing that down. I didn't even have to think about well, what was the actual score as soon as like. I was yeah. writing this game down. And I was like, no, this game was 39 to 36. Like in every essence, yeah. there's no way that you can flip it or take points away or give points to uh-uh. another team. It was 39 to 36. It, it got to the point the where way. it was 33 to 23, I think, Vikings. And I turned it over to the game. I was like, oh, well, I'll watch it. I wouldn't watch it because it's 33 nothing. But I was like, oh, they're coming back. I was like, no way they come back. And then as soon as I turn over, Kirk Cousins throws an interception on the two yard line because of. Jalen Rager just stopped running, but then so I turned it back off, and the next thing I know, they're they're gonna they're gonna they're down eight trying to go score to tie it up, and they do. And I'm like, oh, this this I imagine who people that would like bet the money line on the Vikings at halftime. I would have loved to see seen the odds on that. 
Um, all right, so let's get into team talk. I want to go first, Pats Raiders. Yep. Um, we, I, I'm not. I'm. I've always said I'm not somebody that likes to blame the refs for a loss, and I'm not blaming the refs for a loss. But we did get hosed. You're on blaming that them for. Se- you're blaming them for seven points, though. That that touchdown was not a touchdown. I agree, hundred percent, thousand percent. I think it's like everybody. Even if you hate the Patriots, even if you're like a Chiefs fan, you're probably looking at that touchdown and being like, "Wow, his foot was on the line." NFL, obviously, rigged, like a thousand percent. Um, which I, I'm not in that camp. I don't think the NFL's rigged, but that was awful. That was a horrible call. That was not the reason why we lost the game, though. Um, we played like absolute crap. If we didn't have Ramondre Stevenson, that we could do a real score for that game. If Ramondre Stevenson doesn't exist, <laughs> that that game is probably like twenty to six. Um, but we have a fourteen point four percent chance of making the playoffs. We're at seven and seven right now. But here's something that I want to say about the that touchdown call. And I tweeted it. Well, I tweeted to NFL officiating. I said, $13 billion industry, and you have two camera angles, none of which are a pylon cam, and none of which are a sideline view cam, like going right down the line. Sam, you know this game got flexed? And if it hadn't got flexed, there would have been a a pylon cam. So anybody that doesn't know, so... If you play in a primetime game, you get an extra camera, basically. You get that pylon cam. So that's my whole point. There, The NFL is a $13 billion industry. How do we not you, have it on you, all games? All games should have the pylon cam to get the, the proper view. He was out of bounds anyways. Like You, you didn't need that view, to be honest, to, to say that, oh, was he in, was he out? What no, was he was there, definitively was out. What was their reasoning behind that? Because did they call it a touchdown? But there was evidence. Like his he's on the line. I don't understand. Did they did they explain it? They went so like they called it on the field a touchdown. I was I was watching the Chargers game. I wasn't watching this this live. Right. They they called it a touchdown on the field, and then they came back out. You know, after reviewing it, and they just said the ruling on the field stands. Like you know, it they. There's a difference between ruling on the field stands and ruling on the field is confirmed touchdown. Yeah. Confirm means this is a hundred percent evidence that it is a touchdown. Stands is just like, well, we don't can't have do anything, enough. Can't do anything about it, right? We don't have enough evidence to overturn it. Yes, you did. Like a thousand percent, you did. And my my favorite uh, radio. So, like the Boston Sports Radio Show that I that I listen to every day, um, the two to six show. Uh, that would be like our time here. It's one to right. five because I listened to it their Eastern time. We're central. Um, their show, Michael Felger, um, they actually, fun fact, they actually win the best uh, uh, afternoon show in America every single year pretty much. And uh, his take was that replay just doesn't work. He like He's very much like how we view sports where it's like analytics are stupid, um, like all that, the game is played with real people, with emotion, all that stuff, with feel, the whole nine. And his whole thing was, this is why replay doesn't work and it'll never work. You remember that we did the whole, uh, you can review pass interference for a season. And it was just way blown out of proportion. Yeah. Only like, um, oh, I forgot what he said on the radio. Only like 6% of PI calls were overturned that that one year so it's like it didn't even yep. make a difference pretty much um and then you've got situations like this where 
it's like, well, you can clearly see that he's out of bounds, and replay still didn't work. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like they're going to call it how they're going to call it, and that, that just needs to be the end of it. Well, that that's a little bit different than P.I. because P.I. should be definitive. Like You can see whether he's on the line, whether there's space. Right, but that's not. also, but but that's also hold. That, that's also a feel thing. Their whole thing that year was, well, d- does the official feel like this is excessive contact? That's a feel thing. That's a human thing. That's not necessarily right. a replay thing. So it's like, what are we doing with the replay? But the, yeah, I don't think the, I don't, I like, I don't know. You could be, I could be misunderstanding what you're saying. But like I said, the pass interference, anything is slowed down in real time. You can make out to be, you can judge it one yeah. way or another. I mean, you slow anything down, but like, I don't think that is the case for these these that call. I mean, it's definitive. I mean, it's. He is on the line. He is not on the line. There's space in the line. There's white dust flicking up. There's black beads flicking up. I mean, I don't understand. I think that should be – how do you not get that? I don't know how you don't get it right. I don't, I I don't know. It's in, the last, it's in the last two minutes of the game too, right? And all, all scoring plays are reviewed all anyways. All scoring plays are reviewed. So it doesn't right? matter. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, would have, I would be on a war path if I was you. Um, but the actual game uh, – Mac was sped up, missed a lot of throws, a lot of overthrows. Missed John um, John in the end. Oh, yeah, missed him. Missed Jacoby. Like, would have had a touchdown. He had a streak, too. Um, Mac went 13 of 31 for 112 yards, no touchdowns, no, no interceptions, uh, which is a horrible stat line against that Raiders team. If anybody has ever watched that Raiders team this year play defense, it's that was bad. Yeah. Um, Sam, did you see in the first quarter when the Pats were down at the goal line and they ran the play, but Bill had called a timeout prior to the snap? Um, but like it, it was like bang, bang. It was like he called a timeout, boom, right after the ball was snapped, and then Mac threw it, and then the whistles blew, like blew the no, play. I, dead. I didn't see it. But but like basically everybody, it was so quick, and the refs didn't blow the whistle fast enough that the whole play played out. It was on the goal line. We were on like the three or two, three or four yard line, yeah. and man, I tweeted it out. Man coverage across the board. Press. Man. Oh, I did see. I did see that actually. Yeah, I did see. That. No safety. They call a timeout when you get the defense yes. you want, and then you call a timeout. You got the perfect defense yep. you wanted, and after the game, uh, Mike Reese. Which is the like one of the best Patriot reporters? He asked Bill in the in the press conference, like, "Why did you call a timeout right there?" Um, and he was like, "Just didn't have the right play." It's like, dude, yes, you did. You had press man across the board at the three or four yard line, and you like the play played out. And that was the worst thing that happened was that the play, the whole play, actually played out, and you know we scored a touchdown. You know, Bill had to have been thinking like. I know, like, he can't tell us when you have press man across the board with that play called that that wasn't the right play. No, dude, that was a thousand percent the right play. And you know, in his mind, he knows that. He's just not going to say it out loud because he's taken no. up for Patricia. Yeah, you, he better move on after the end of the season. Um, that, yes, Sam, what, what you're talking about, that corner throw to Janu, that was should have been a touchdown, like absolute yeah. money. The the big problem with the play that I was just talking about, though, on the goal line, yeah. um, that was only second down. We ran another play third down, and then we went for it on fourth. And no, 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 we, 
We still ran another play. No, did we go for it? We went for it on fourth down at the goal line at some point. I can't remember if it was that series or not. But regardless, like we didn't get it. After Bill called that timeout, we yeah. still had two more plays, and we still didn't get it. It's like, dude, you had the look. You have to trust your guys. And that's where I think the disconnect is. Bill almost wants every play and every setup to look perfect for him to like trust Matt. Be, be in you on it. I mean? yeah. If yeah. he thinks that there's even a shadow of a doubt like that, he called a timeout because he doesn't trust Mac in the offense. Yep. And that's a big thing for Bill. Like he's always had a quarterback where he's just been able to be like, you know, Tom and Josh, you guys got the offense. I'll handle the defense and we'll be good. You know what yep. I mean? Um, and then the, yeah, Sam, the, the play that we lost on, Dumbest situational football team I've ever seen. I kind of feel bad for Jacoby. And that is wild to say about a Bill Belichick coach team, that they are dumb in situational football. Um, it's happened multiple times this year where it's like, you know, the goal line play, dumb situational yeah. football on the coaching staff. That play, dumb situational uh, football on the players. Um, I felt bad for Jacoby too because, it, Sam, it's almost – and they said it on part of my take – it's almost like a placebo effect or, or yeah. I, I don't know if that's the right phrasing for it, but it's like in that moment, that play isn't called. Like they said that it wasn't called, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, lateral the ball when you get down to, to this point or anything. It was just like, we can't throw it that far. Ramondre just run the ball, which why wouldn't you take a knee? Why didn't you didn't take a knee? Yeah, yeah, just take a knee. But anyways, like the thing is on part of my take, they were saying that, it's, it's like that effect where it's like, okay, you're in that moment, you're in that crunch situation, and your teammate pitch like laterals the ball to you. And it's almost like psychologically, it's like you just go into this. It's freeze. time to go. We're for it. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's, it's like, like oh, Yeah, it's like, oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah forget. Like he, he's like, he, he's like he did, did, did they say this in the huddle and I missed it? What, yeah, what, exactly. what, are we, what are we doing right here? Yeah, so like what you were saying, like, you know. I I feel bad for Jacoby, and in the locker room, I'm sure you were about to talk about it. He owned it straight up in the locker oh, he room. Did. He was like, he was like, "Yo, that's my fault." You know, he sounded like a ten year vet to be honest. He was like, "Yeah, that's a thousand percent my bad. That wasn't the call in the huddle. Uh, I take full responsibility for it. I'll be better. I'll learn from it. All that stuff." Um, but yeah, I mean, I I thought that those those guys made a good point by saying that. Like, it's just like one of those things. You put yourself in that situation, and you get a ball lateral to you. It's like everything, everything like speeds up but slows down at the same time because it's like as soon as you get that pitch, you start thinking, "Shoot, was that called in the in the huddle?" Uh, this is a even though you, even though you know it wasn't, even though yeah, you like, know, you are know we you, down? Yeah. Um, but that that's situational football. You know, it's like they they should know that from a Bill Belichick coach team that you can't do that. The score was tied. That's what I I was like, man, maybe Jacoby thought that we were you know, down a point or something like that. How do you not know the score? But though? it starts with Ramondre doing it. And Ramondre yeah. said in the locker room, he was like, you guys shouldn't blame Jacoby because that's on me. I should have never done that in the first place. But I blame the coaches. That's the root of it because they should have just knelt. Yeah. In, the, in the post-game press conference, Bill was like, they, they asked him, why didn't you just help Mary? And he said, didn't have the think arm. we could throw that far. Yeah. Okay, dude, just knee it out then. Like, don't even put yourself in that situation. And then, yeah, Mac Jones was a speed bump for Chandler Jones. That well, hey, was I, so embarrassing. I know. What I was going to say is I liked how if I, I'm a Patriots fan, I know I'm pissed, obviously, but Jacoby, Ramondre, and Mac all came out and said, 
it wasn't their fault. It was my fault. Like Max, like I, it doesn't matter. I should make that tackle. Should, should, we should be playing overtime. And then Ramadre was obviously was like, if I don't pitch it, then it doesn't ever happen. And then he's like, well, I, I should never thrown it back. I should just take falling down. So they all kind of were trying to take, take the blame, which it, they all had a part in it. But obviously, so did the coaches. But you, you're not gonna hear that from them. Exactly. Um, so yeah, 14.4% chance, uh, 16th draft pick right now. But uh, Sam's or Sam. Let me let me talk about the Bucks real quick because I want to talk about the Titans, Chargers, and the Jaguars actually. Okay. Uh, but Bucks real quick, um, a lot of good things in the first half. I don't know if you watched the first half or not, but I did not. See, I tipped off at the same time the Chargers, and I was locked in. Brady looked like oh, I know you texted. He us. looked you like Brady. Time. You texted hey, Tom, Tommy's looking good today, boys. Tommy like, Tommy was looking good in the first half, but the the thing was, and they were saying it on the broadcast. They were using pre-stat motion, which is what Tom's always done with the Patriots, using yeah. a lot of play action, things like that. Um, and it looked like the Tom Brady offense that we're used to. And then the second half started, and it was like Tom, either his steroids wore off or his Alex Guerrero, you know, might have jade him off too much in the second half. I don't know. But in the second half, he looked – Horrendous, and that was Sam. True, true or false? True or false? That's the very first time I ever said Tom is washed. I texted yes. him in the group message, yes, and that, I said Tom is washed. Tom. That's the very first time I've ever said that, and I think he is. I, I, I that second half, I've never seen anything like that from Tom. He's probably washed, but the first half of that game gives me hope that if they just do what they did in the first half, in the second half as well. In the in the last three games, I think they can make a little run in the playoffs. Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys, and that, you know, as it sits right now, that's who would be their matchup. He's never lost to the Cowboys. If you Tom Brady versus Dak again, so it would be round the third one, time in three. And Cowboys are gonna be so pissed get, getting that getting that matchup. Exactly, he's never lost to the Cowboys. Like I'm putting I'm putting money on Tom on that. Um, oh yeah, and honestly, the fact that they're gonna be like the best four seed ever. Yeah. Uh, all right, Sam. Chargers, Titans. What do you got? Uh, pretty disgusting game. Uh, Titans are missing a ton of people. We're starting to get healthy. We won. Herbert was good down the stretch. He threw one pick. That was probably one of the best interceptions I've ever seen. Uh, bad back into play, just trying to throw it away. And then Mike, he, the second the second interception was bad, but Mike Williams also got abused by Kevin Bayard. Uh, I mean. The defense, shout out Brandon Staley, is rolling. Uh, I said, Derrick Henry kind of did his thing, but he had 100 yards, but they were tough yards. He had to run a lot. He had to run a lot for them. Uh, Tannehill was banged up, obviously. But defense, like I said, they allowed seven points until that, until 40, until 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter, where they scored that last touchdown. But uh, Herbert was 48 seconds, no timeouts. Uh, took them right down the field. Uh, it was pretty good. I said, happy to get a win, but I said, it's, I don't know. We're not going to win it all with Lombardi calling plays how he's doing now. Justin Herbert is saving jobs right now. Uh, that's all that's happening. Uh, what, so, so, so Derwin James, what do you got on him? Uh, apparently he's going to practice a couple days this week. They were saying torn quad okay. a couple weeks ago, and now they're right. saying he's going to practice a couple days this week. So he probably won't play Monday, 
But they're talking about him, Bosa, and Slater <laughs> being mm. back by week one of the playoffs. So that's Look interesting. Look at Dark Horse. But the thing, that's what I'm, what I'm saying is, yeah, we can get all these players back, but that don't mean they don't make our offensive coordinator problem any better. That, that it, didn't, it didn't fix that problem. The problem all year we've been playing with these bums, but we Herbert's been winning games and finding ways to keep these games close with with these scrubs. So I mean, it hadn't really been the players; it's been the play calling. I mean, it's just no, oh, you, if, you guys. You, you guys should have won that game by so much more than what you did. Oh, I know. But the thing is, if we get Derwin back, Bosa back, Slater back, Slater will help with the offensive line. And Derwin and I have defenses playing right now, and you plug Bosa, Joey Bosa, and uh, Derwin James back into it. That's pretty stout. And with a first round potential matchup with the Titans and or Jaguars, isn't a bad first round matchup. Even though Jaguars blew us out this year, but whatever. Um. So, Sam, you guys have a ninety three point five percent chance of winning the playoff or uh, going to the playoffs. What do you think? What do you think the actual chances are? It's almost like the real score thing. What do you think your actual chances of making the playoffs 70, are? 70. Seventy. Okay, so you're dropping Dude, at twenty three percent. We can absolutely lay an egg one of these last three games. Like in a perfect world, we take care of business these next two weeks and rest week eighteen. Yeah, absolutely rest. Let Chase Daniel do his thing, and and rest. Uh. Now we got two primetime games: Sunday night Rams, Monday night Colts. So, like I said, it'd be nice to go two and zero on that stretch, and hopefully the Ravens falter. We get that five seed locked up. The thing is, five seed going against Tennessee or Jacksonville, or six seed going against Cincinnati. Herbert versus Burrow. You want that fifth seed bad? I do, but I would also love to knock Burrow out in the first round. Oh, so you wouldn't be you wouldn't be afraid of the Bengals. You would you'd no, be I, like, yeah, I want well, them. Well, I'm not afraid of of anybody outside of our own building. I'm afraid of the Chargers. <laughs> that's that's the only person I'm afraid of. I truly think that if we're clicking, I really do don't think if we're clicking, I don't I think it's a tougher tough matchup for any team in the NFL. I'm not afraid of it. That's why he was tweeting today. Oh, why are y'all scared about Nick Foles? Blah blah blah. I'm, like, I'm not scared about anybody outside of our own damn building. We're our biggest enemy. Nobody has ever beaten the Chargers other than the Chargers. Is in in my world. That's the a, Chargers. Oh, Tom Brady and the Chargers. And 07, I mean, Tom well, Brady and I mean, the Chargers. I'm mean, saying both of those games, like the Chargers, theoretically should have won both of those. Marlon McCree fumbled yes. that interception. Yes. God. Um. So the Titans, Sam. So let's flip that. The yeah. Titans have a 57.7% chance of making the playoffs. Tannehill's out the rest of the season. You have got to – right. So you have to feel bad if you're the Titans, knowing that you are the number one seed in your division, like you are the division leader, and you only have a 57.7% chance. This late in the season as a division like leader – your chances should be like in that 80 range yeah. at this point that with only three games left, but the Titans are sitting at 57.7 and the, the Jaguars are, are, are rolling. The Jaguars, their chances are 42.9% chance. Now, Sam, listen to this. The Titans are sitting at seven and seven Jags are back one game. Mm-hmm. So the Titans remaining schedule Texans Win. Cowboys Lost. at the Jags. For the division. Jaguars at the Jets. Win, probably. At the Texans. Win, probably. Win. Boom, that game decides for the, for, it. For the division. Boom, 
that decide week 18 is going to theoretically if those games play out just like we said that last game is going to decide it and that's going to be electric to watch either way it goes you know I, I don't care if the titans get in i don't care if the jags get in doesn't matter to me either way that's going to be awesome that's when that's why the nfl so sam if you remember like probably back when we were in in 11th grade, maybe like our junior year of high school or something, yeah. maybe, maybe it was our sophomore year. They started doing the divisional games like later in the season. Like they started, yeah. instead right, of yeah. unloading them, they started like, okay, let's put so two the, so, or three so they in matter. the back. So they matter. Yeah. So they matter. And this is the perfect example of this. Both teams, one and two in the division, very close chances of making the playoffs in terms of percentage. And it just so happens that their schedule works out to be like, well, the Titans are probably losing to the Cowboys. The Jags should beat the Jets and should beat the Texans. And then, boom, that last game, that 18, week 18 matchup is actually meaningful. Yeah. You've got to be terrified if you're a Titans fan. You've got to take care of business. If you can upset the Cowboys, right, they're going to beat the Texans, and then they got to play the Cowboys. They play them at home, which is good. But if you can somehow figure out a way to beat the Cowboys, they'll get in. Like, they'll win the division based off of that game. My only thing is – in the past like six years, I'm pretty sure the Jags have beat the Titans like once, and it was a couple weeks ago. Not where great. They blew them out. Not great. But they uh-huh. they own they own the Jaguars. Derrick Henry owns the AFC, whole AFC South historically. Yes. So I could so see Vrabel just winning that a game solely based. I mean, just on a coach winning the game for him. Like okay, so Sam, let, let me let me ask you that same question almost that you you answered yourself for the Chargers. What's the Titans' biggest enemy? What what if you're if you're if you're a Titans fan? What is your number one concern? Could be a player, could be a position, could be coaches, oh, could be schedule. It's quarterback. It's it's quarterback. Yeah. So you so you you fear that Malik Willis is going to crap the bed these last three games? Yes, but I think that it's more than more than realistic. It's what's around of, him. It's more than realistic of Vrabel inspiring that defense or getting everybody going. To where that defense locks up and Derrick Henry can score enough points to win win a couple football games. I think that's that's almost what happened Saturday. I mean Sunday against the Chargers. I mean Vrabel pretty much Vrabel and Derrick Henry almost won that game, pretty much. So I mean he's more than capable. Uh, I I, love, I think Vrabel's top three now. I, I he's he's winning me over the more and more games he coaches. I hope he leaves for Ohio State, but. Um. Okay, so I want to talk about one more team, Sam, and you weren't prepared for this. Uh, yeah. Will the Packers – I saw it while they yes. were playing the game. They're winning out. They're winning out and getting in. So, first off, Aaron Rodgers sounded like such a douchebag answering that question after the game. What did he say? I saw people they, they were, I didn't watch. They were saying that, you know, hey, your last three games, all opponents are 500 or above – I think the lady said above 500. Yeah. And dude, it just in the most like he said, one of them, one of them seven like, seven. Well, one of them is five hundred. It's like, dude, don't you're such a douchebag. Yeah. But so, Sam, you say yes. I think they're getting in. So I wrote it all out. I think they got to they got to win out. Uh, so so I wrote it all out. I'm saying no. So here here's how it goes. Right now, Eagles won. Vikings have already clinched the the division. They're number two. Uh, the 49ers are three. They've clinched the division. It's so weird that the Eagles are 13-1, and one, but they haven't 
they haven't clinched their division yet. That's so weird to me. Um, and then the Bucks right now are sitting at four. Who knows if they'll actually get in or not? So five, six, and seven. Right now, it's Cowboys at 10 and four. It's Giants at eight and five. We forget that the Giants were good for two seconds. Um, and then the Washington football team at seven and six. Sam, eight, nine, and 10. The Packers fall to 10. So they have a lot of ground to make up. The Lions are seven and seven. Seahawks are seven and seven. Packers are six and eight. Now, Sam, follow me and, and listeners follow me. So the Cowboys are sitting at 10 and four, right? They're the fifth seed. So we're going to go down from five to 10. So the Cowboys, 10 and four. Eagles, loss. Let's just give the Eagles a win on that. So Cowboys, loss. Uh, At the Titans, that's a win. At Washington, that's a win. They're finishing 12 and five. They're safe. Cowboys are safe. They're locking in that fifth seed. Yeah, they're good. 100%. Yeah. Giants, they're at eight and five right now. The wheels have. Kind of look like they're falling off. They they're wobbling. They're wobbling, right? Yeah. yeah, they're at their axle is bent or something. Um, at the Vikings, loss. Yeah, loss. Colts, I'll count that as a win. They they should beat the Colts. At the Eagles, loss. They're sitting at nine and eight, so that's, eh, that's they, yeah. That might get you in. Um, yeah. then Washington, I have at the Niners, loss. Uh, Browns. We'll just say that they win that. Loss. I was, I was gonna say, well, I'm gonna say loss. I'm gonna say well, e- even if they win it, like this is best case scenario. Even if yeah. they win it, they, then they then they play the Cowboys. That's a loss. They're so, finishing eight and nine. Yeah. So they're finishing below five hundred. So now we move down to eight, nine, and ten. So the Lions seven and seven right now. At the Panthers, that's a win. Win. Bears win. Then they play the Packers week eighteen. So Lose. let's hold off on that. I'm saying two and one in that stretch. So I'm saying nine, nine and eight. I'm saying lines nine and eight. That, that, I think okay. That's, I think okay. that's fair. Okay. Good. Good. That that's great. That you're actually about to play in perfectly. Seahawks are seven and seven at Kansas City. That's a loss. loss. Jets. That's a win. Rams. That's a win. That's nine and eight. So right now we have Giants at nine and eight. Lions we have at Washington nine and eight. at Seahawks eight and nine. nine and eight. Exactly. Lions nine and eight. Seahawks nine and eight. Sam, even if they beat the Lions, they're playing at Miami and then the Vikings. They're splitting one of those games. Best oh, case scenario. Wait, Packers got good. Packers they, got Vikings, Miami, Lions, Dolphins at the Dolphins, Vikings, and then the Lions. That's pretty tough. That's a pretty. That is tough a tough schedule. schedule. So let's just say best case scenario, they split Miami Vikings. They split one of those two. Yeah. Then they play the Lions. If they split those two, they're sitting at seven and nine. That Lions game isn't even going to matter. No shot the Packers are making the playoffs. What, the Packers are 7-7 seven seven right now? They're 6-8. and eight. So if they win out and go 9-8. Nine and, nine and eight. If they win out, that's the only way. But they're not. Like, there's if, no they went way. Out, if they win out, they guaranteed in, pretty much? So you would have the Giants at 9-8. and eight, So they, they would get in. You've got Washington at 8-9. and nine, So no. If they beat the Lions, the Lions would finish... Also nine and eight. Uh, so, but they would have the head-to-head matchup against the Lions. So, yes, they would have that bump over well, the played, Lions. They played twice this year. But then they, the they, Seahawks, they, they would have to hope. They would have to hope that the Seahawks drop two games instead of just one during this three-game stretch. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So they would have to either lose to the Jets or lose to the Rams. If you're I Seattle, think, I think. I think how how crazy it would be if they won out and didn't get in. That's what I'm saying. If these teams, if the Seahawks just take care of business, go two and one, 
if the Lions only lose to the Packers, Seahawks whatever. have been wobbling too. I mean, Seahawks all, have been all wobbling. These, all these teams other than the Lions have been wobbling. But my point is, I don't think that they're getting in. And if you if you break all that down, I spent ten minutes breaking all this down, given best case scenario, they're not getting in. I just don't see it. And the Commanders, if it comes down to it, like somehow it's it's some fluky thing, and like a bunch of weird stuff happens, and it comes down to Washington and Packers. Sam, if you remember earlier in the season, Washington beat the Packers, so they yeah. have the head to head against the Packers. Oh, I forgot Heineke it's beat Aaron, Ro- it, it, Heineke it, it, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Chaos, absolute chaos. Um, so yeah, that super weird. Uh, before we get into the rest of it, uh, Sam, did you see that video of Willie McGinnis? So Willie McGinnis turned himself into the police on uh, on Tuesday, and the video got leaked. I think this morning or late last night, and it was in an Italian r- restaurant. Uh, it was like a scene from stinking, you know. Uh, the Sopranos or, or something like that. Um, but, or Goodfellas. Yeah, probably more good, good, Goodfellas. Uh, but dude, Willie McGinnis and the three other dudes that were with him, like they went up to this dude's table specifically. Like they walked around the corner, went up to this dude's table specifically. And like Willie said something to him. And like you could tell like the three other guys that were with him, like, you know, they were like, you know, kind of stiffed up a little bit. Yeah. So there's something weird going on. And then Willie just pops him, like just knocks him. And uh, shout out to the dude because he took a beating from all those guys and he was still like standing up like he didn't get knocked out or anything. But I'm not, I'm not like obviously Willie's in the wrong and and stuff like that. You know, you don't want to do that, especially as a figure like he is. There's more to that story than just like the video because there's a reason why Willie wasn't even in the frame. Like him and his guys weren't even in the frame. They weren't. You see him walk around the corner, you know, just like this, like I'm doing in the screen. It's like you don't see him, then you see him. They turn the corner and go up to this dude's table specifically to talk to him. And so there's more to the story is all I'm saying. Yeah. Bad look for Willie. He'll probably never – like he'll probably lose his media job and stuff, obviously. Um, I mean, he's a millionaire, so it doesn't even matter probably. Yeah. But I just think that there's more to the story. Um, okay, so we're going to do quarterback talent. And then we're going to end it out with Parlay to Poverty. So we're going to take this year's AFC list of top seven quarterbacks. And what we're going to do is we're going to ask you guys a question of, is this quarterback class better than the 2012 AFC quarterback class? So this quarterback class, you've got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tungavailoa, and Lamar Jackson. Pretty stout, you know, future's looking good for the NFL. Now, here's what we're comparing it to. 2012 AFC quarterbacks. Tom Brady. Sam, you know what I didn't realize? Peyton Manning. Was retired. First year. No, no, no. First year with with the Broncos, and he did very well with the Broncos. Yeah. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, Joe Flacco, which we're being very liberal with Joe Flacco, but that was the year that he won the Super Bowl was 2012. Yeah. Uh, and then Andy Luck. So, Sam, obviously, I'm going to ask you, but also, listeners, kind of ask yourself this question. Like, is this quarterback class that we have that we're watching right now in the AFC, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Lamar, 
are they on par or maybe better than 2012 when we had Tom, Payton, Phillip, Ben, Carson, Joe Flacco, and Andy Luck? I think it's a tough question. It was my idea to do this, but I think it's a tough to compare considering the offense offense's difference in the past 10 years, how they've changed. However, I think, I mean, and the fact that we're getting all, the all seven quarterbacks you just listed are all going to make the playoffs this year, probably. Yeah. If, the Jaguar, if the Jaguars get in. Uh, and, the, and Mahomes is the oldest. I don't know how, everybody, how old everybody was on your list in 2012, but Mahomes is 27. He's the oldest one out of the bunch. Lamar's 25. Herbert's 24. Burrow's, Burrow's 25. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're probably looking so 2012. So you're probably looking at Tom was 35. Peyton was probably 36, 37. Uh, no, Tom would have been 34. Peyton would have been like 35, 36. Philip, I have no idea how old Philip Rivers is. He's if Tom was 35, then Philip's probably uh, 29, maybe. 29. Ben was probably 30. Carson Palmer was probably 30, 31. Flacco was relatively young. He was probably like 27. He's probably, besides Andrew Luck, he's probably the youngest in the bunch. Andrew Luck was fresh out of college, so he was only like 23, 24. But yeah, it's crazy. All these guys are under 30, and we're having this conversation. I of, think, I think, is this I, class better than 2012? I think it's way better. I really do. I think. Not comparing Pat to Tom, but you take Pat Pat to Tom, mm-hmm. Peyton to Josh. To Burrow, yeah. I mean, who's, who's to a Burrow? Philip to Burrow, Herbert to Ben to Herbert, yeah. Ben to Herbert. I mean, Ben was crazy. I get, but Carson like, Palmer to Trevor Lawrence, like yeah. Uh, and then Tua and Lamar, those are Tua Tua Joe Flacco. I I could see that, but then Andrew Luck Lamar. I mean, that's kind of a Andrew tough Luck, comparison. Yeah, no, I think give Andrew Luck. Um, ten out of ten. Can you imagine if we had Andrew Luck playing with all these quarterbacks? Now I know Andrew Luck would be a little bit older. I mean, Andrew Luck's only like 30, though, isn't he? He's only 30 right now, yes. So can you imagine him thrown into the AFC with all this crap? I don't know. Because so, him and T-Law are like the, the chosen ones, like quarterback-wise. Right. Yeah. Like the, they were like the chosen ones. Yes, yeah, so it, it was like Peyton Manning, and then it took stinking – 12 years, and then it was Andrew Luck, and then it took another seven or eight years, and then it was like, oh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence is, what, like 22 years old, whatever? Which he's – he hadn't been great, but he's been turning it on this past couple – this past right. few weeks. Um, Which, you know, first year away from Urban Meyer, and it's only a second yeah. year in the league, so it's like, man, this guy's projectability is insane. Like, I just think that the fact that all these – all this quarterback talent we got, and it's all going to culminate into the playoffs. Like, we could have – like out of these seven quarterbacks that are probably going to get, say, hope for my, for the just for this argument, let's just assume the Jaguars get in. I'm not sure we've ever had seven quarterbacks with more upside. In the, I mean, in the fact that they're all 27, past 27, he's oldest by two years. So I mean, that's just that's, it's crazy. Burrow, Lamar, Herbert's 24. Uh, so the difference is is that so Philip Rivers in 2012. The Chargers went seven to nine, um, and uh, did they? I'm trying to think about what twenty twelve, what year, what, what year twenty twelve was. Yeah, twenty twenty twelve. Yeah, they went seven to nine, so they missed the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Andrew Luck, I think the Charger or I think the Colts were awful his very first year, so he didn't make the playoffs. Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bengals, Carson Palmer, I. 
I guess that they didn't um, because I would assume that the Steelers win that division that year. Um, we're obviously not not looking at this, but that yeah. that is the difference. Is that all these guys are going to be in the playoffs if Trevor Lawrence, you know, can take care of yeah. business? And the only thing that the big difference is Tom Brady was in the playoffs, so he's like, okay, he he was the guy you didn't want to run to. But the, out of these teams, I mean, pretty much it's going to be you don't run I mean, in, you don't want to run into Mahomes, it, Allen, Burrow, or Herbert, like for sure. Yeah, or and Lamar. The thing, well, you don't want to run into. You really don't want to run into any of these guys because any of these guys are capable, like outside of Tua. But but Tua's had a good year. Now I think a lot of that scheme. But really, all these quarterbacks can. I can see any of these quarterbacks. I can't see the Jaguars making a run, but I can see any of these other quarterbacks make it absolutely making these teams. I can't see the Dolphins making a run either. But like Herbert, it's, it seems like this year is primed to be like to make to make that uh that story. Like you got you had. Peyton, Eli, or Peyton, Brady, Rivers, Ben. It's almost like we got Herbert, Mahomes. Uh, so, Pat, so or, let me Herbert let me Burrow let me throw out this this scenario to you. So, so you're you're going with this this class versus yeah. 2012. Okay, yeah, so absolutely. Let's change the year, but we'll have to take away some quarterbacks. Um, so this this quarterback class, these seven guys. And let's throw out 2007. 2007, you would have Tom Brady. You would have Peyton Manning. Philip Rivers, AFC Championship game, and played on a torn ACL. Very good that year. Um, 14 and 2. No, that's not 14. 14, Yes. Is it it the 14 and 2? It was 06. I think think 06 was 14 and 2. Ben Roethlisberger was still kind of a handoff dummy during that point, but the very next year they won the Super Bowl. So it's like, you know. Yeah. Still really good. Carson Palmer, that was when he was like at his best with Ocho Cinco, with TJ Huzmanzada, um, and, and all that. Uh, Flacco, not in the league yet. Andrew Luck, not, not in the league yet. So you can take off those two guys. So just Tom Payton, the, the Colts went like 14 and 2 that year. Uh, Patriots went 7 or 16 and 0. Uh, Tom, you know, had the best MVP season ever. Um, Payton and the Colts, very good. Chargers were very good that year. Steelers were still very good. Carson Palmer was probably at his prime. Would you take 2007, only those five guys, over this entire class? Dude, I, I wouldn't. I, I, Honestly, I would. My I, opinion, I just think that that was, that was peak football in 07. My opinion is of the quarterback. I think the quarterback play right now in the NFL is better than it's ever been at any point in time. Oh, I don't know. I don't At know. any point, because it's not you. Still we're, got Tom. We're just, we're you still got Tom about, and Aaron. But 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 we're just talking about AFC. We're not we're not even. I know. Adding, you know. I know. But that's what I'm saying. I'm, th- I'm talking about league wide. I think you got and you got Hertz, who's been. I think he's kind of overrated, but he's been good. You still got Tom and Aaron in the league, and then you got. I mean, that's the top ten quarterbacks right now. Are the best top ten I think we've ever talent wise. Yeah, uh, yeah, top to bottom, ten, ten for ten. Yeah, probably yeah. so. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just to end it out. I just think I would take 2007, but I, I do agree with you. I it's think just, I would take this whole class over 2012's whole class probably. Yeah. Um, but I just think that like 07, Tom was such an outlier. Peyton such an outlier. Philip had a great year. Like that's an outlier yeah. too. Um, we weren't like during that time, we weren't asking questions about those three guys like Tom Payton and Phillip. 
we weren't asking questions about them. And it's kind of like the same thing with Mahomes, Allen Burrow. We're not asking questions about those guys either. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Herbert, we're still asking questions. Trevor Lawrence, it's like, well, let's see what he can do, you know, consistently throughout the year. Then Tua, it's like, well, doesn't really have a strong arm. You know, everything kind of has to be perfect for him. Lamar, it's like, is he a running back? Is he a quarterback? Um, But just like with those three, like, key guys, it's like you didn't have to ask any questions about them. Well, I think Um, that – I just think that it's crazy because normally we don't see, like – the most talented guy, like last year, Herbert missed out on the playoffs. Everybody was kind of bummed because everybody would love to see Herbert in the playoffs. The seven, if those seven guys get in, I think it's a pretty unique situation because normally you see a team like a Geno Smith team get in, where you got an older guy that takes over a team and takes them to the playoffs, or or a situation like that. But that didn't really happen. Or like the Colts, maybe if that guy didn't like Matt Ryan, or but it seems like all the young guys are kind of like it's we're we're here we're here it, they're here. But can you imagine, like, if these se- if these seven guys do like run, which I know Lamar may leave in the offseason of the Ravens, but I mean, the if you tell me at the beginning of the season we get all these guys in, at, all these guys in, I, it would have been. I think I, that's every that's the NFL's dream scenario. I, yeah. if, if if it's rigged, the NFL is, per, is definitely rigging this up and they're going they're going to make all these comparisons to all these quarterback battles and everything like like Josh Allen, if Josh Allen gets Herbert in the second round or yeah. the AFC Championship, they're going to be like, "Oh, this is Peyton Manning versus yeah, Big exactly. Ben or something right. like that." Yeah. yeah. Um all right, so parlay to poverty ended and out. Uh Sam, we are so close. Together, you're at 19, 20, and 2, 46.3%. I'm at 12, 13, and 1, 46.1%. There is only 0.2% difference between you and me right now. Um, you've obviously thrown out a lot more bets than I have, but there's actually a lot of lines. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six games written down, but Sam, what's what's one, one? You know, My, you got to have it. Oh, the Bengals minus three. I don't know why. I don't know why they're only they've been playing so good and after that win it seems like it's a trap but I don't care it seems too good to be true but I don't know I just maybe the Patriots win no no probably know. not no yeah uh why don't we go with uh they've got so the very first one I wrote down which you're probably going to hate it but Lions minus two and a half at the Panthers no I like it I just think that Dan Campbell has those guys believing. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell could sell a 1989 Toyota Corolla probably for 20 grand right now because he's that good. Like he's that emotional, that good of a salesman. He, you know, he has those guys in the locker room believing. Like guys, mm-hmm. we're the eight seed. We are the very first team in. If we can take care of business and Washington can drop a game, we're in the playoffs. He's got those guys believing it. And they're playing good football right now, so I would take Lions minus two and a half at the Panthers. Yeah, that, that, that's that's pretty good. Uh, my second one would have to be mm-hmm. – I think – I'm going back and forth. I think I'm going to go Titans Titans minus three and a half. I think they own that division still until otherwise. That was my second one as well. And the Texans have been a little too competitive the past two weeks. I think they're due for a letdown. It's like a Mike Vrabel in a gotta gotta have it game. Yeah, I'll take Vrabel. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um. So since you got that one, I'll go with. So call me crazy, Sam. Call me crazy. 
Eagles plus four and a half. I, I like. Eagles, I, thought, I thought about it. Cowboys are favorites because Hertz is not playing. Gardner Minshew is probably going to be getting the start. Gardner Minshew is electric. He's like he's like the he's like a better version of Colt McCoy. Where yeah. Colt McCoy is good for the very first game that you plug him into if he has to start. But if he has to start a consecutive amount of games, he's not very good. Garner mm-hmm. Minshew is that same exact quarterback. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want yeah. to start him for I think he's better. I think he's better. Yeah. You, he, he needs to be the least amount of prepared as possible to play. He's probably games. like one of the best backups in the league, him and Taylor Haneke. Right. Um, you don't want him for a, for a whole, like, you know, stretch down, down the road. But in, in terms of just one game, I like the Eagles. I can't believe that they're still like they still have a good football team even without Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Eagles plus four and a half. It's minus one ten. So you still get pretty good, uh, pretty good bang for your buck on that. I'm gonna go San Francisco minus seven. Oh wow. Commanders. I think at the very worst they push and you get your money back. Okay. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. Also, hate the that. over under on that. I don't know what the. Oh, it's in San Francisco. It's like thirty seven yes. and a half. Now, I know the Niners got a good defense. No, I I mean, the over, I mean, Niners have been – Niners haven't missed a beat with Brock Purdy. I don't know. But the thing is, nobody's going to score a lot against the Niners, so that's why it's so low. Right. Um, So I've got three others written down. Um, You know, since we just talked an over-under, Bucks-Cardinals. Bucks-Cardinals under – I saw that. Under 39 and a half. Almost every single Bucks game has gone under this year. And the Cardinals, they're going to be char- starting Trace McSwirly, Penn State legend. He may not sc- they may not score a point. Exactly. And the Bucks aren't going to score a ton of points. So 39 and a half, it's minus 104. So that's also, you know, pretty good odds. Like, this thing's pretty, pretty good, good yeah. Um, so. I'm yeah. I'm going thirty nine and a half. Is that is that all you got? You got three. Yeah, that, that, I got I got the, I got those three. Yeah. All right, hey, I'll my, throw, but my, I'll throw but out my the uh, mention though. But my Mahomes bet from the couple weeks ago. Yes, you're uh, looking good. Looking, looking you're pretty looking good. Pretty good. I wish um, I would have actually bet it. And then what one to ride home on is uh, Dolphins versus the Packers. Dolphins minus three and a half. Hey, also I got one to ride home on. Chiefs Super Bowl plus five hundred. It's plus five hundred. Yeah. Oh, throw the house on it. Yeah, I mean, Bills are plus. Th- Bills have best odds at plus 350. I don't think the Bills are going to win it. I know the Eagles are second. I know the Eagles aren't going to win it. Niners at plus 700. Hey, that, that's so situational. Like Chargers, Chargers, at plus, Chargers at plus 2,900. Chargers, crazy. Chargers were plus 3,000 at the beginning of the season, and now they're plus 2,900. So I don't really understand that. Right. But whatever. Um, but Bucks plus thirty one hundred. It should be the, see the Bucks should be way high. It should be like I agree. plus eight plus eight thousand. <laughs> no, I think I think I mean because Tom Brady gets in that first round matchup. They're so bad. They're so it's, bad. It's Tom Brady. Man. He looked so bad last week. Like Colts, they, Colts at plus is that hundred thousand? Yeah, Colts are at plus a hundred thousand to get in the playoffs or to to win to win the. I'm pretty sure they're mathematically eliminated. No, they're not. They're they're still in. What? The Falcons are still. Pat Falcons are plus eighty five thousand. Steelers are plus sixty five thousand. Browns plus thirty nine thousand. Uh, Jets plus fourteen. Let's see what the Patriots are. Patriots plus eleven thousand. Not bad odds. Right in front of the Giants and right behind. 
right in front of the Seahawks, right behind the Giants. I wouldn't even put a penny on that. (laughs) Um, But all right, that'll do it for this week, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.